Welcome to Mama Bear Jamboree. Let's chit chat, yik yak, and flim flam with our panel of moms as they help you plan your next Disney vacation. Let's go into the Imagination Radio Network studio and see what Rachel and Samantha have in store for us this week. Welcome, everyone, to season one, episode six of Mama Bear Jamboree podcast. Last week, we talked about magical tips and tricks at the Magic Kingdom, and this week, we are going to talk about some more magical tips and tricks that you can find in the other parks at Walt Disney World. We have our friend, Brian Reed, with us again on this episode to share tips for Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Brian, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me on again. We are ready to move on to Epcot, my favorite park. And Sam, what can you tell us about the Friendship Boats? So the Friendship Boats are another option to move around the World Showcase. And it gives you another perspective of the World Showcase. So it's a little bit of a different view. It gives you a break from walking and there's some air conditioning. You can take them across the World Showcase Lagoon to the Morocco Pavilion at a leisurely, read that, slow pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a nice way to get a break in, especially for kids who may be tired of walking. Yeah, definitely try to take advantage of those friendship boats. They aren't always running um, and not, there's a couple of different uh there's a couple of different routes, actually, and those are not always uh, running at the same time, depending on construction. Uh, but if you can take advantage of it, I would do it because uh, walking around the world sometimes uh, can be fun, but it can feel like a little bit of a death march in the heat of the day. So give yourself a break. Take advantage of those boats. Um, I want to talk about a little hidden gem that not a lot of people know about um if you happen to be dining at garden grill which is a really really nice uh, family style character meal in the land pavilion um it's a rotating restaurant for those of you who aren't aware it does not rotate fast um but it gives you a really cool view of some of the scenes from living with the land and what a lot of people don't know is that as it passes the farmhouse scene you get a view into a room in the farmhouse and this view it's it's not anything like super you know crazy it's just a little bedroom in the farmhouse but you can only see it from the restaurant you cannot see it from the ride so that is a really really cool little thing to point out to your kids when you're on the when you're when you're eating at the garden grill that they are seeing something that you can only see um, that's part of a ride but they're only seeing it from the restaurant. So let's move over to the seas with Nemo and Friends, formerly known as the Living Seas. Uh, Brian, what 
what can you tell us about about that? I understand you have some tips you want to share. So I actually stumbled upon this uh, a couple months ago. I so for anyone who's followed my journey and knows a little bit about me, I used to be on one of the boards for the North Carolina Zoo. So animals are a huge thing for me, and I got to talking with one of the animal trainers. And as we were talking, she was like, "We'll come back at X Y Z time." And it just happened to be the next time they were doing this. They do it a few times during the day. And at the Seas with Nemo and Friends, there are four Eastern Bottlenose Dolphins. And a lot of times you won't see the dolphins in the aquarium. Now, it is the second largest saltwater aquarium in the United States. For the longest time, it was the largest until the Georgia Aquarium opened in Atlanta. Now... Uh, these dolphins, they're up in age. They're the original dolphins that they had. And they, as Eastern Bottlenose, they like playing in the shallows. So they don't like playing as elderly dolphins. They don't like playing in the deep water. They'd rather be somewhere where they can see the bottom. So the trainers and animal care specialists at Epcot do this interactive training, which is called enrichment. And it's for the guests as well as for the dolphins. So what they do is inside of the aquarium, in the viewing area, they actually will project different images up on the glass and the dolphins will have to come and interact with the, uh, with the projections and they'll actually have to make decisions. So you can actually go and watch this, but then if, you're, if you stick around long enough and you, by the time you get to the fourth one, you may actually be able to help the animal care specialist by doing some really cool tricks or interactions with the dolphins. Now, if you want to ensure a way to interact with the dolphins, they do have an encounter um, with Epcot Seas Adventures called Dolphins in Depth. You can go into the water with the dolphins. It's waist deep water and it's about a half an hour encounter. And then you can do a tour of the facilities. So when you do the tour, you learn about the day-to-day -day care of the dolphins. You view the backstage areas. You can learn about their training. You actually get to sit in on training and research meetings with the marine specialist. And you get to engage in discussions about global issues that impact ocean life. So that is the way to ensure that you get your dolphin fix at the seas with Nemo and friends. Well, thanks guys so much. Um, I really love uh, the seas and it's great to learn more about it. Uh, Sam, what can you tell us uh, about the kid cots? I think a lot of us have seen the signs for kid cot stops around the parks, but I don't know much about them. Um, I'd love to learn a little bit more. Well, everybody likes to say that Epcot is a park that is more for adults. So this is definitely Disney's way of making it more child-friendly so that kids can find more things to enjoy. There is a KidCot Fun Stop in each international pavilion, and kids can collect stamps and create crafts themed to each country and collect activity cards in each country. They are listening to cast members share stories about their native countries while they're working on their crafts. And actually, we will include a list of all the KidCot Fun Stop locations on our website at www.mamabearjamboree.com in our helpful handout section so that you know where to look for them um, when you're trying to do 
the Kid Cat Fun Stops with your kids. Well, thanks so much for that, Sam. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Uh, do you know what the water between the UK and France pavilions represents? I do, but we'll give this one to Sam. <laughs> The English Channel. The English Channel, that's right. So you might have noticed uh, that a lot of that a lot of the countries in the World Showcase are not really next to each other in any geographical way that makes sense. So we've got Norway next to China and, and China next to uh, Africa. Or, um, so you're you know there's not there doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason to them but the uk and france are next to each other and that makes sense because they both straddle the waterway that goes that uh, makes up both the world showcase lagoon and ultimately leads into crescent lake as well which uh is the lake um that is surrounded by the boardwalk and the yacht and beach club so the actual part that straddles uh, or that is between the two countries, it represents the English Channel. So if you've got, uh, especially if you've got a kid, an older kid who's really into geography or uh, World Civ, um, that's a cool little uh, tidbit for them. Just tell them not to look for a channel there because they won't find one. No, no channel. I mean, the friendship boats that lead out of the park are as close as you're going to get there. <laughs> So moving over to another World Showcase Pavilion, we have Germany. And uh, Sam, I hear you have some information for us about the cuckoo clock there. I do. So in German, a cuckoo clock would be called a Glückenspiel. And if you are looking up at the clock tower in the Germany Pavilion on the hour, you will see the cuckoo chime out. And that's just fun for kids to see. And the music is fun. So let's move on to um, one of my, well, one of my formerly favorite pavilions uh, in Epcot, the Imagination Pavilion. Uh, that's a story for another day, but we still have some pretty cool things surrounding that pavilion. Brian, what can you tell us about the jumping fountains? So this is actually something that's really cool, and I loved it when I went as a kid, and it's still enjoyable to this day hardly anybody's over there there are the jumping fountains and these are outside and to the left of the imagination pavilion uh near the entrance of journey into imagination with figment and it'll give your kids a bit of room to run and just blow off some steam there's not a whole lot of open areas in epcot and this is a great place especially since the pavilion is not a hot ticket and the attractions is is not a it's not an e-ticket attraction anymore like it used to be. Mm-mm. It's an area where your kids can just go and just be free and just run around. There's walls around, so there's only one entrance in, one exit out, and you're gonna be standing there. So let them go, have a good time. You've got the leaping fountains, but then also, if you're looking at the Imagination Pavilion, you'll see the waterfall on the front side, and you may notice something different about it. Instead of the water flowing down, the water is actually flowing up. So next time you're there, take a look at it. And on a windy day, it's a great spot to get a nice, cool mist because the water is actually pretty cold. Yeah, that's a really that's a really fun. And I think that's been there pretty much since the park opened. So I'm really glad that it's sticking around. It's a great um, place to people watch. Absolutely. 
Um, so let's move back to World Showcase a bit. I want to talk about the Morocco Pavilion because I know earlier I mentioned on Main Street how you can hear secret conversations happening either just when you stand in certain places or when you pick up phones. Um, and they've actually extend this, extended this uh, to Morocco. And there is a room there. I believe it's the courtyard area um, in the pavilion. If you walk a few feet inside and you can actually hear a family talking as if you're in a real uh, Moroccan village and you're walking under somebody's house. So uh, that's pretty cool. I didn't even know about that. All right. Um, so... Brian, what can you tell us about uh, character training? I understand this is something that a lot, that people might get to see if they're in uh, the American Adventure, although I've heard it happening in other places around Epcot and, and other parks as well. So, like every seasoned professional, we must practice our craft, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're lucky and you happen to be passing by the American Adventure in the afternoon, usually on the weekends, you can typically see the mouse himself bringing a few friends out of retirement for special impromptu meet and greets to practice their acts, you know, in case he ever needs them to come back on stage. So I've heard that this is actually possible to see in other places besides the American Adventure. I've heard of uh, the uh, International Gateway um, near the Imagination Pavilion, um, but it's cool to know that there's a dedicated place where people can usually go to see uh, to see this character training. So you can see um, some really rare characters this way, I, I understand. You really can, and it's, uh, like you said, there are a few places around around World Showcase that you can go, but this, it's it's kind of tucked away, so there's not going to be long lines, and it's, it's really nice to be able to get one-on-one with potentially your favorite character from when you were a kid. It's awesome. So, let's, um, let's move on to the UK Pavilion, and Brian, what can you tell us about Pooh Corner? So if you're a fan of Winnie the Pooh, like I am, you may be in for a special treat. If you go to the very back of sportsman, of the sportsman shop in the UK pavilion, you'll see a green wall with a door on it that says cast members only. You sometimes can look through their glass, but if not, maybe you can ask a cast member to show you what's behind the door. Do you guys know what's behind the door? Christopher Robin's bedroom. Oh, that's that makes sense. Also, during special times of the year, this meet and greet isn't open all year long, but special times of the year, if you do see that Pooh is there, you can actually go out of the sportsman shop, go around to the back, and there will be a queue lined up along the hedgerow back in the gardens of the UK Pavilion. You go underneath the green awning. That is really sweet. Thank you so much, for Brian. And I think we're going to end our discussion on Epcot there and move on. We're going to take a little walk over to Hollywood Studios. Uh, so I understand you know a little bit about the uh, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular and a little hidden Easter egg outside of the attraction. You know, I've been told I know a little bit about it. Not as much as my co-host on the Main Street Chronicle, Stokes, who is a diehard Indiana Jones fan. Got to give him a little plug since he's not here to join us. But yeah, there is a, a well that there's a sign that says, do not pull the rope with not scratched out. So we highly encourage you or really your kid to go and pull the rope and see what happens. There are a few audio tracks that you'll hear. You'll hear a, a man yelling from up 
or for, excuse me from down below um it's it's pretty funny especially if you're trying to trick your kid that something that they just did something they weren't supposed to do uh it's always a good laugh especially among parents thanks so much brian uh so sam tell us a little about the citizens of hollywood Citizens of Hollywood are streetmosphere performers that walk or sometimes even drive through the streets of Hollywood studios performing skits, magic, and just interacting with the guests. They just add to the atmosphere. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, and they're similar to the citizens of Main Street uh, and the Dapper Dan's over at uh, the Magic Kingdom. Um, I think there was a rumor a couple years ago that they were going to be cut or maybe they were cut for a little bit for an inter- entertainment budget purposes, but I'm really glad that they're still there because they are always, always so much fun to watch. Certain characters got cut, but mm-hmm. they still kept a large majority of the of the actors and actresses. That's excellent. That's really good to hear. Um, I want to talk a little bit bit about the Chinese theater, the Grauman's Chinese theater. Um, Have either of you ever gotten to see the real Chinese theater in Los Angeles? I have not. No. I haven't been in it, but uh, I have uh, gotten to walk by it. And it really is. uh, The Chinese theater at Hollywood Studios really is the spitting image of the original Grauman's Chinese Theater in Los Angeles. So keeping with that theme, there of course need to be handprints in the pavement in front of the theater. So on opening day, the Fab Five, do you guys know the Fab Five? Or can you name them all? Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Mm -hmm. Pluto. Sensational Six with Daisy. Yeah. Mm So on opening day, the Fab Five added their handprints to the pavement outside of the Chinese Theater at Walt Disney World. And uh, there are a lot of other handprints there as well that you'll be able to see, including George Lucas, Jim Henson, Bob Hope, and Dick Van Dyke. So something interesting to add, since you just said George Lucas's name, Mm -hmm. in the line for Star Tours, if you can listen for a robot paging Egrog Sackle and... If you read that backwards, it's George Lucas. Mm. So how fitting. Very good. And of course, hopefully everybody listening will know who George Lucas is. But if you don't, he is the filmmaker that is responsible for bringing us the world of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. But what you may not know is that he was actually the executive producer of the beloved Michael Jackson Epcot film called Captain EO, which and this still stands today, is the most expensive film ever produced per minute at $23.7 million in 1986, and it was only 17 minutes long. So his relationship with Disney goes back decades. I love Captain Neo. I miss it a lot. It was a pretty awesome show Mm -hmm. in its original version. When they brought it back, it wasn't the same because the theater didn't move. It was just the, the movie. So the Tower Terror, Brian, the Tower Terror is pretty cool. I'm usually too much of a chicken to go on it, but it's really huge. I was able to see it uh, from my room at the boardwalk uh, during my stay the other week. Um, but uh, what can you tell us about uh, about the Tower of Terror? So something cool that we talked about earlier was the sense of immersion that Walt Disney Imagineering used in the Adventureland for, or the theming, excuse me, for the Tiki Room, Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, they also did this for the Hollywood Tower Hotel, Tower of Terror. And the reason it's pink 
is because you can actually see Tower of Terror from World Showcase in Epcot. And it actually fits right over top of the minarets in Morocco. So the reason it's painted pink is to blend in with the Morocco Pavilion. Very awesome. Um, so last at uh, Hollywood Studios, I want to talk about Muppet Vision 3D, which is a, an attraction that is near and dear to my heart. Um, I hope it never goes away. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that um, if you're standing in the pre-show area, um, there's a lot of visual puns there. Um, a lot of people think that the props are just kind of random, um, but a lot of them are uh, are actually there for a reason and they're to provide kind of these visual jokes. So, for example, uh, you guys, I hope, are familiar with Annette Finicello one of the uh, first um, members of the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, so in tribute to her, there is actually a net filled with, uh, hanging from the ceiling, filled with cups of green jello. So that is a net full of jello. Um, there's also a mat that you'll pass on your way into the attraction right in the queue um, in front of a door that will say key is under the mat. And if you lift up the mat, there actually is a key under there. You can't pick it up. It's glued to the floor. Um, but um, just a little hidden treat, uh, hidden visual treat for you or your kids. Let's move on to our last park, Animal Kingdom. And Sam, have you ever gotten to see Divine at Animal Kingdom? I have, and she is beautiful. So if you are walking along the pathway between Africa and Asia, don't be alarmed if the vine you see wrapped around a tree suddenly starts to move. You've probably just met Divine. She is part tree and part human and worth looking for. Divine loves to take pictures with guests. Just go close to her and pose. You have to look very carefully so you don't miss her though because she's definitely camouflage. Yeah, and she is hard to find. Um, I have only gotten to see her a couple times, but she is very cool. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the Wilderness Explorers. So for those of you listening who have seen the movie Up, you might remember Russell was a member of the Boy Scout type uh, Wilderness Explorers group. If your child goes to Animal Kingdom, they will actually get to be a Wilderness Explorer. So the Wilderness Explorer uh, game or hunt, scavenger hunt, is a series of fun nature-themed challenges that are self-guided and range from animal observation to learning important wilderness skills within Animal Kingdom. And you can collect over 25 badges and earn the right uh, to call yourself a wilderness explorer. So to get started, you can pick up a Wilderness Explorer handbook from the headquarters, which is located on the bridge uh, on your right side uh, as you're entering uh, Animal Kingdom between the Oasis and Discovery Island. And you can also grab them from the Wilderness Explorer troop leader uh, locations around the park. So another fun activity for kids to do to keep them entertained uh, in between attractions. So I I actually really love Pandora. I when it was uh, announced, I'd seen the movie once. I thought, yeah, this is probably not going to be that exciting. But I end up I ended up really like it. Uh, but I have to that admit, was, that was my exact reaction. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. eh, I don't know about this. And then you see it, and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. I think what frustrated me was how long they took to build it. Uh, it kind of felt like it was under construction for my entire life. And then 
so I thought, oh, you know, it's not going to be worth the wait, but it's it's a gorgeous area. It's uh, definitely worth uh, spending some time in, especially at night. Um, but I have to admit, these are some words I'm reading here uh, that Brian, I'm hoping you can tell me about because I don't recognize them. They're called, it says, Don't worry, uh, I got you. Fasclin. Well, let me, let me try, let me see okay. if I can uh, pronounce it. Fasclin, and I know they're made up, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Fasclin Reclinata. You got it right. Awesome. You got it right. All right. So, as you said, this is in Pandora, the world of Avatar, and this is a large bulb type structure on the right hand side as you cross over the bridge into the valley of Moara. And you'll see when you walk up to it, you'll see that the inside of it is purple and there's a area that's kind of cut away or exposed. And if you walk up and rub it, she, yes, she will begin to vibrate and she will then become a mister and get lots of unsuspecting guests wet. Sometimes there's actually a cast member there telling you all about her. So she, like everything else in Walt Disney World, has a backstory. And there sometimes is a cast member, like you would find at Gorilla Falls or the Maharaja Jungle Trek, telling you all about the Fasklin Reclinata. So I've seen that before. I did not know that it had a name, but of course it does. Um, yeah, it's a very popular. Uh, it's a very popular photo op, and I've I've gotten to to touch it a couple times. Um, so I have heard uh, that this is how uh, humans are able to breathe on Pandora. So by breathing in the fumes of the Fasclin Reclinata. Yeah, it's like what provides their source of oxygen. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's really cool. So, Dinosaur. That is a fun ride. Uh, Sam, what can you tell us about Dinosaur? Other than the fact that I know what's coming and it still makes me jump out of my seat and terrifies me. Oh, same. Oh, same. (laughs) I'm I'm always convinced that the Carnotaurus is going to actually go rogue this time and just eat my head. Yeah, same here. So towards the end of Dinosaur, you can look for the red, yellow, and white pipes with chemical names and formulas scrawled across them. Those are the chemical names for the ingredients of ketchup, mustard, and mayo. Mm. Anybody know why? I do. Because McDonald's used to be a sponsor of the ride. They're not anymore. They're not. But they didn't take out the pipes. Thanks so much, Sam. Yeah, um... So let's move on uh, to alcohol. All right. Great for the kids. Uh, Brian, what can you tell us about the, about Drinkwalla? So Drinkwalla, while yes, it is a bar, uh, you can get other non-alcoholic drinks there. You can actually get some food there from time to time. It's a seasonal food stop, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the brand new since spring of 2019 the new hidden seating area now for those of you who have been to disney's animal kingdom you know how crowded the pathways are disney imagineers really did a great job of transporting us the guests into the jungles and the streets of africa and asia but something that these areas don't have that we americans are used to are spacious walkways everything is extremely crowded and the imagineers replicated that to really immerse us into the stories that they were telling. So if you need a break from the crowds, there's a brand new seating area that is behind Drinkwalla. 
which is just over the bridge from Discovery Island coming into Asia. It is small, but it isn't well known yet. If you need a larger area, there are some hidden areas behind Flame Tree Barbecue that have tables and chairs and are on the water, so it's a nice place to just sit and relax. These are great spots for those who are claustrophobic or if you have a loved one who has sensory issues and may need some time alone. Really awesome. Thanks so much for that information, uh, Brian. Uh, so, Sam, um, I'm sure you've ridden Kilimanjaro safaris and you've seen the lions out there. What can you tell us about, uh, about that area? I can tell you that you often see the lions perched on the ledges of Pride Rock. Imagineers came up with the idea to force chilled air into that space to entice the lions to hang around it so that they would be more visible from the safari. Yeah, because lions sleep like, what, like 20 hours a day or something like that? So definitely, definitely need some ways to see them if you're going to put them on the safari. Um, so uh, finally, our last, our last tip at Animal Kingdom. Um, so have you guys rid- ridden Cali River Rapids? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing a lot of people don't know, if you head over to the Cali River Rapids Bridge near the end of the ride, there's a brown box with two buttons and a sign that reads, uh, pressing the green button will shower the rafts. And it is not lying to you. If you wait until a raft goes under the bridge uh, and you press the green button, the elephant statues will spray the occupants of the raft with water. So, you know, if you're not wet enough, you might also get wet because random people are spraying you with water. Uh, so that's a really good way to get some chuckles out of your kids. Uh, I don't really know what kid, including myself, when I was when I was a kid at Animal Kingdom, uh, doesn't want to spray complete strangers with water. I mean, I still want to, and I'm not a kid. I, I want to do it all the time. It sounds very fun. There's somebody actually monitoring that. So if the rafts get backlogged like if say there's someone that needs help getting off of the raft and the, there's a line uh starting to form uh, they actually you can press the button all day long but it's not going to spray if there's actually a boat sitting under there so they don't want you continuously showering yep. somebody they don't want you they don't want you to uh torture people in other right. words okay i guess that's fine so teasing not torture got it <laughs> Well, I think we have given quite a bit of information for our listeners to try out some new tips or pass along some new information their next time in the parks. Hopefully we've given you enough information to find some hidden magic on your next few trips. Brian, thanks for joining us today. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Brian. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Mama Bear Jamboree. We are excited to chit-chat, yik-yak, and flim-flam with you all again on our next episode. If you want more from Mama Bear Jamboree podcast, head on over to our website at www.mamabearjamboree.com. There you will find blog posts that go along with each episode's topic, helpful handouts that match our show content to help you in planning your family's next Disney Parks vacation, and you can enter our monthly trivia contest. At the end of every Mama Bear Jamboree episode, you'll hear a trivia question presented by our trivia master, Walt Post. Go to the Google form on our website, again, at www.mamabearjamboree.com and enter the trivia question. We will take all correct responses for the month and plug them into a random drawing generator 
and the winner will be announced on our Facebook page and will be sent a prize. Well, what do you have for us? What ride can give you a license to operate it after you get to drive it? Hint, it's only on rare occasions and you have to ask for it within Magic Kingdom. You've been listening to Mama Bear Jamboree, part of the Imagination Radio Network and a BRS production. Oh, hello. We hope that you enjoyed the show. I was just telling Tarzan all about it. We are doing our part here in the jungle, and we would like it if you would too. Please like, share, subscribe, comment, and rate Mama Bear Jamboree on all of your favorite social media and podcast platforms. I better get back to helping Daddy study the gorillas. See you soon!